Wanderings. This is Sandy Washington with Syl Stenman, and we are continuing our nurse conversation. Last week with Redwood Clinic's Natalie Gardner, and today a Timbers conversation with Rachel Huntsman, who is a director of nursing. Welcome. It's Thank nice you. to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes uh, some of us will remember when Michelle first started working here. It's about a year ago. Well, she said to us, um, you won't see me for a while because I'm going to be in Timbers looking for <laughs> another director of nursing. And she's sitting right here with us today. Hey, welcome, Rachel. It's good to have you here. Can you start out by telling us a little bit about your beginnings and who your family and families consist of? Yeah. I, am a Cal- I was born and raised in California where I started my career in nursing and started off there, met my husband there and became, started off as a phlebotomist, did some time in a pediatrician's office, went on to become a CNA and then an LPN. And then my husband and I moved out of state, spent some time in Southern Utah and finally made it here to Colorado about 10 years ago. I've continued my career to gone on from an LPN to an RN and recently finished my bachelor's degree. Well, we can say congratulations on all those levels. Tell us what is, the first one you mentioned was CNA. Mm-hmm. Tell us what that means. A certified nurse's assistant. And how old were you when you started that? Oh, goodness. 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> And what does a certified nurse assistant do? What, what can't they do? So a certified nurse's assistant can assist at bedside with those activities of daily living for those who require some assistance with getting dressed, brushing their teeth, those kind of morning routines as well as bedtime routines. Okay, and how... What is the training like for that? How long does that take? CNA certification can vary, usually anywhere from about 10 weeks to six months, depending on where you're getting your training. There's some that are faster, some that are full-time, and some that are geared towards a working adult. Can you space your time? Yeah. Whether you're going full-time or part-time or nights can depend depend on your pace to require that to get that certification so um after that is it the next step to get the lpn or what would be next usually typically if you're looking in the order of education required yes next would be a licensed practical nurse and so that's a nurse that can um can communicate with the physicians, they can obtain orders from a physician, as well as they can pass medication. 
Then you would go on to be a registered nurse, and that would give you training in assessments of the physical body and the mental state. That then, so it requires the next level of a registered nurse to do that assessment and combine a collaboration with a physician. That's really an important step, isn't it? It's yeah. a big jump, it yeah. sounds like to me. And what about the Bachelor of Science in Nursing? Yeah. Yes, the Bachelor's of Science Nursing helps give a registered nurse, so you have to have the registered nurse to go in, um, but that is currently an associate program. So you would go back for your bachelor's that would give you education in the bigger picture of management, of collaboration, and of the, the bigger picture of healthcare. A huge expansion of responsibilities. <laughs> well, what what uh, made you think about going into nursing? Oh, gosh, about 20 years ago, my best friend's mother suffered a heart attack. Very young. She was in her early 50s. And during her seven-day stay in the hospital, she was really quite confused. And my best friend and I were with her every day, and this was so n- just so out of character for her and we were really concerned of you know is she going to fully recover from this so how old about were you and your I friend I was 20 at that time yeah mm-hmm. okay and the nurses just kind of said you know don't worry about that we remember we had to make a little chart so that she could remember where she was at and what happened and day to day we would tell her and she would she would forget again and just minimizing her condition kind of yeah um the nurses were doing a great job the therapists were doing a great job the physicians were doing a great job but we were she was kind of missing that piece of comforting her and explaining to her maybe why she was having some temporary memory loss for the for the situation i walked out of that and my best friend and i thought that's it we're going to we're going to create a new position. Mm. And we found a director of nursing that would meet with us, and we were going to pitch our idea of creating this new kind of collaboration of a social worker and a nurse and somebody to explain why you're feeling this way and what's that emotional experience related to that physical experience. You and I sat down with this director. Nurse. Huh? You wanted to be a good nurse. Yes. And that's what I sat down with this director of nursing and pitched my idea. And she looked at me and she said, there's no budget for that. You just got to go out there and be a good nurse. Oh. <laughs> so there, that set my path. I was going to go be a good nurse. Well, I wonder if that included her bedside manner. <laughs> <laughs> and my best friend went on to be a social worker. So. <laughs> oh, that really was good information for you to have. That yep. That's where it all began. It built who we are. Now, you earlier mentioned you have a husband. And a family. Tell us just a little bit more about that. I do. My my husband and I have known each other since junior high. His sister and I went to junior high together. We I, became friends in high school. He probably looked a lot different. <laughs> he, did. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> and we became friends in high school. Very good friends. Best friends. And then somewhere in our early 20s, thought, you're kind of cute. 
<laughs> it dawned on me that I was <laughs> that my best friend sitting right next to me was kind of cute. <laughs> so we started started dating, and we've been together now. Oh gosh, twenty two years. Wonderful. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. it's always good when you marry your best friend. It was wonderful. Yeah. Best best decision we ever made. Oh, good. <laughs> and do you have a family? We do. We have two two young girls. They are seven and nine. And uh, right now we're deep in our seven-year-old. Her name is Scott Lynn, L-Y-N, and she is named after my late brother. Scott. Whose name was Scott. So you p- combined. It's all one word, right? Yeah, girled that up a little bit. That's such a clever idea. Yeah. yeah. Nice way and to remember. she's our soccer fan. Mm. So, so she plays soccer a couple times a week and loves that. And then our older daughter, who's Oakley, and she's nine, and she's our gymnast. Mm. So she, li- she does gymnastics a couple times a week. Fun. Would you Both get a chance to such fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you get a chance to see them participate in these things or is a lot of this on weekends so Yeah. Good. Yep, lots on weekends and right now fortunately both of them do their um practices in the evenings like 4:30 to 7:30 so at least once or twice a week I try to Get out by four thirty so that I can make it to a practice. Oh, I bet they love Good having for you, you there. That's so yeah. important for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Parent participation. Mm. Yes. Well, after talking about all these initials of different levels of nursing, <laughs> you went through. Your husband had a comment. What was that? Are you done yet? Oh yes. <laughs> when I <laughs> each step along the way, I thought, okay, this is I'm done for now. And while my husband's been on this journey with me, this last time getting my bachelor's, he said, are you done yet? (laughs) And I said, oh, yeah, I am. He goes, no, you're not. When are you you enrolling for your master's? I said, I'm not signed up for any classes. Not not right now. (laughs) That's what I think. And he's pretty sure that I'll change my mind, but... I haven't yet. Well, that sense it's kind of a sense of encouragement in a way that yeah. he expects that you will keep going and but now you got some help from Holly Creek. Tell us about that. I did. CLC has an amazing scholarship program and I was blessed um the same as I was talking about the CNA program mm-hmm. that you could pace that. You could go faster or you could go slower. The same thing with the bachelor's program that I found through Western Governors. You can go faster and you could go slower. But the price is based upon a term. So the faster you go, the, the more affordable it is. And while working and being a mom, for me, the thought, you know, of course cost was a consideration. But to go so fast within my budget was unrealistic for working and having children. And so I was really blessed that CLC, I was able to apply for the scholarship and I was granted a scholarship enough that I could extend and really accommodate my work and parenting schedule and complete the training over two years instead of trying to rush through it and cram it all in in one. The scholarship helped me really space that out and make that more affordable. 
Well, it's a, a good success story. I think it's wonderful to know what the scholarship money goes for. And you have a very understanding husband, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it without him. Right. Well, where did Michelle find you? I mean, she was gone kind of a long time from us <laughs> to the Timbers. Where where were you? I've been with, I was with CLC for the last couple of years. I was over at Claremont Park. Uh-huh. And what were you doing there? I was the assistant director of nursing. Oh, so she could sense that you were ready to go on. Yeah. <laughs> Had you known each other before at all or a little bit? We did. Um, you know, the community here in nursing and then even more specifically in skilled nursing um, is a small community and so several of us see each other through period through different companies throughout the years and so yeah we had we had known each other through a different company that we had that she and I had both worked with before we worked with CLC. Uh Well I'm so glad that she remembered this is the person we want. (laughs) Yes. Glad you accepted too. It was wonderful. So how long have you been here? I have been with CLC a little over two years. And in Holly Creek? And in Holly Creek, September will be one year. Oh, that's not too far away. Um, So you had um, different locations, Utah, no, no, you didn't, you were thinking of Nebraska, but you chose not. (laughs) My sister um, met, married a Marine from Nebraska, where she met when he was stationed in California. And they moved to Nebraska about 20 years ago to raise their family. And so while we were still in California, we knew we wanted to get closer to her, but nobody really wanted to go to Nebraska. <laughs> so we settled on Denver. Good. <laughs> and Glad they love here. <laughs> yep. And we love taking a break. And heading to Nebraska for some camping and boating. And they love coming here for our adventure. Sounds pretty s- ideal. It's not yeah. that far. Yeah. That's great. Well, kind of describe um, your schedule here. Um, I know you, you don't live really just around the corner. You have a little bit of commute. Tell us how that day begins for you. I do. I live in Castle Rock. I am blessed. My husband helps a lot, and most days he's willing to jump in, and he um, helps to get the girls ready, whether that's for school or for summer camp. And I'm able to come in. It's it's a quick jump up the 25. Not always quick. It's getting a little bit longer as traffic <laughs> picks up. It is. Yeah. It's those Californians that come to Colorado. It's, it is. <laughs> On the 25, I yeah. find that that's a, calling it that instead of the interstate, I think tells people that I'm from California. <laughs> <laughs> Can you beat the traffic going home? What time do you leave? Yeah, I try to, it depends, you know, if I'm trying to get to a practice mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not too bad. My commute's usually about 30 minutes. So then when you get here, you you greet the nurses and you're starting to dig right in. What yeah. happens? get in and we do a quick report I check in with the with the nurses and the care partners and the CNAs and kind of how everyone is doing how is their morning going as well as you know how are the residents doing and then we meet together we call it an IDT team interdisciplinary team which we come together as nursing our um, physical therapists occupational therapy and speech therapy that we have in-house 
And so the director of therapy meets with us. The director of social services meets. Is that every day or once every a day. week? Every day. Every day we meet at 8.30 and we have an IDT team meeting to collaborate and kind of how we can best serve everyone for the day. That's wonderful. It's impressive. It yeah. is. And like you, Sandy, she, I think there was a mention of hospice. Uh, I know you've been involved in yes, that. Yes, I was. And you were involved with hospice too, weren't you? With a lot of long-term care patients. We do. We have a great partnership with a couple of hospice care providers <coughs> in the community. While there's many to choose from, and they're all excellent, um, we do have a preferred provider list that we work with a couple of really good hospice mm -hmm. companies. Well, I did hospice work when I started in California. I was home hospice at that time. And when I moved to Holly Creek, I volunteered at Porter Hospice, and I was there a year. And I've done some hospice work here with residents. Oh, it's great work to add yeah. that extra layer um, and provide a unique experience, mm -hmm. right? I think of it as a calling, like ministry. Yeah, and you other. grew to love that too, didn't you, early Absolutely. on? Absolutely. Yeah. Once, once I, you know, it, I wouldn't say I knew it until I did it. I think okay. that's true. Right? You have to live it. You have to live it. And to be able to offer um, someone and their family a good hospice experience through that journey to end of life is a gift. It's a gift. For everybody involved with that person. Yeah, that would be. Uh, there is an organization, or what would you call it? A little community of friends visiting friends? Friends visiting friends, a Joe Pruitt head. And she does a wonderful job trying to get volunteers. But she always needs volunteers. If any of you who are listening out there, please contact Joe. What a blessing that group has been. And I know Maddie Chapman, our associate executive director, mm -hmm. we've all been working as a team to bring ideas to the volunteers on how they could have a more purposeful and meaning visit with, it, with each individual. So when a volunteer begins with friends, and fr friends visiting friends, what, what do you teach them or what do you tell advice for them? We meet, with the, we meet with the residents that we think would benefit from visits and find out what are their simple pleasures. What would they like in a visit? Would that be, you know, to go sit outside and catch some sun? Would Listen that to music or read books or absolutely what their interests are. Yeah. That's Have a, a really cup of coffee or is that a cup of tea? <laughs> right. You know? Well, so that's that a wonderful idea of Maddie's. Yep. Yeah. Meet with Maddie, and she can help give some pur purposeful, meaningful activities. And do you have some advice for um, safety for the patients or the resident? We do. It is a good idea to check in with the nurses. The nurses can can help give direction on what kinds of activities that person likes to do. Maybe also including some diet. We like to talk about that. And then you'll let the nurse know if you guys are going to be stepping off of the neighborhood, going outside so that that nurse knows where everyone's where at. 
that person is, so we can't just take them away and have it. They have a doctor coming in and visit, and there's no one there. Yeah, or they know. You know, that would be okay, and they're sitting outside in the courtyard. Where to find them? You should always check with the nurses first. Yeah. Whatever you do. And yes. as far as giving them a treat or something, if you have made cookies or want to bring them something, you still need to ask? Yeah, I would say check in with the nurses just to make sure that, um, you know, if they were having a procedure that day, maybe they wouldn't be having anything to eat or drink that day. Or some people have different dietary restrictions. And when you take them out, um, you had some really good advice when we talked earlier about going down the curb with a wheelchair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do have a couple of tricks of the trade that we have learned through the years. Um, and you brought up, yeah, if you're going to take someone on a walk, one thing that we've learned is as you're going down a ramp that the wheelchair is best and safe to be gone down backwards. There's you know, certain things too. If someone is transferring out of a wheelchair, we talk about lifting those legs. They're bendable and we move those legs out of the way. Any of those things, when you touch base with the nurse, they'll help give you those tips or tricks. Seems like having a nurse right there for lifting out would be of course, a good... <laughs> yes. I think I'd be a little bit worried about doing that myself. Yep. Yeah. And there's nothing there to hold them in as far as a seat belt. And I was wondering about or the size the of the bed. There. You know, I've seen patients down there with sleeping without any sidebars on the side. And that's the way you do it, right? Yeah, and a lot of research has been done over the last you know, a couple of decades about what is what is safe. Mm -hmm. And one thing we've identified is that the railings on the sides of the beds, they actually, you know, they create a barrier that then kind of gets in the way um, and can cause some some well, extra damage. A, a nightshirt could get caught in there, keep someone from uh, being able to move freely. Exactly. Yeah. Or they can put their arm out by mistake or a leg. Yeah. And get caught in those. Yeah, we call it entrapment. Entrapment. Oh my. And it's a safety concern. Sure. And so allowing the free, free movement has been found to be the safest. It's, and then it's different in hospitals. It is. What are the responsibility of of Karen Herman? Karen Herman. She is our, we call her our CRC, lots of acronyms, mm -hmm. but she's Community Relations Coordinator. So she helps coordinate the relationships with, with our community support in the hospitals. And for those that need, are looking for placement within Holly Creek for skilled nursing. And so for, any, for those communications between the hospital and us to help move in candidates looking for skilled and nursing. And with Heidi also. Correct. She works with Heidi too. She does. For the transition. Yep. From either the coming into skilled nursing or assisted living. She supports assisted living as well. And the name Tammy, and I don't have the last name on that Tammy one. Gleisner. Okay. And she's our social services director. And what would she be doing? And she helps coordinate with psychosocial needs. Whereas, right, nursing te tends to meet that physical need. Tammy can help with psychosocial needs as well as collaborate with 
other entities, including hospice, right, is one of them, or counseling, psychosocial needs. She collaborates with our podiatrists and our dentists to help bring those other layers of service into Holly Creek. Got a lot and of the helpers mental down health there. is so important. It is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then we have Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> who is uh, the party lady, but I know the she party. does a lot more. <laughs> she loves she is. <laughs> so she is. So I've been happened to be down there and seen such fun. Oh, she is fun. I mean, she's even the life of the party. Costumes and oh, yeah. decorations and. Okay, so tell us more about. We we talked to Nikki, but just to put her in the realm of timbers for you. She's also the assistant director of nursing, mm-hmm. and she helps oversee the clinical management of nursing care. So she helps collaborate, you know, once those are moved in, how making sure that appointments and insurance updates and all of that clinical management piece, she really helps tie all that together. That's an important person. Oh, yes. As well as, of course, managing the life of the party. Sure. (laughs) I think that's really important, too. (laughs) It is the fun I mentioned to her it would be wonderful to have once a month party up there and to let us know in independent living when we can go up yes. to go to these parties. I remember once going to a Valentine party. Yeah. Another time a St. Patrick's Day party. Yes. I'd and love I, to know so about all these parties. The non, uh, the independent living would be invited? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But we have to be notified. Yes. And I'll, so. I'll have to check in with her on what she's got going next. Oh, that might be interesting. Fourth of July. <laughs> Fourth of July. Maybe. Yes. She'll well, think of something. <laughs> oh, yes, she will. I know that there are people, uh, friends that have from uh, independent living that are in Timbers, and they've been living there for a long time. So what is the difference between their being in Timbers or in assisted living? So Timbers versus assisted living, we're, we're really geared more towards those that require nursing assistance, whether that's with medication management or um, physician notification. So we do have a provider group um, called Forte Group who prevents, brings in medical providers, whether that be a physician assistant, uh, an MD, or a nurse practitioner. And they provide services three to four days a week. Mm. So the provider comes to you here and helps manage whether that's, um, you know, cardiac condition, diabetes, or other medical conditions that require a next level where you could have access to a provider several times a week. So well, you don't have to leave the community yeah, to go see a physician. Wonderful. And then do they contact Natalie? Would they contact Natalie on the Tuesdays or Thursdays that she's there? Yep. That one can make an appointment. And you could have, yes, you could have, you could continue your relationship with Natalie while in skilled nursing. And what that will allow you is then when, uh, you know, it's that next level between your home and the hospital. Whereas in Timbers, you'll have a nurse available 24 hours a day. Well, now in assisted living, do they do their own pills? You can have, you can, 
You or can. you can also have a QMAP. But, so it could provide basic medication assistance, but you won't have the access to the nurse 24 hours a Got day. Got it. Okay. That's great. One question I have is, why does there seem to be a hesitation among independent living residents to go over to Timbers and get tours and get to know the area? Sometimes residents seem to be hesitant to go over there. I love that you say that, Sandy, because I really want to dig deeper in that. Um, it, you know, and I think I don't think I know all the answers to that, and I I would love to find out more about that. So maybe you know, you guys out there can help us. We'll put our thinking caps. Yeah. On. Because all I have is speculation, and my best bet for speculation is loss of independence, change. Yes. Change mm -hmm. is scary. Change is hard, um, and I think we could start with opening up about tours. I'm also here for questions. Yeah. Um, oh. Fear of maybe the unknown. If there was one thing, but we have to just mention it about your Arapaho College yes. Association. You're working together with them that we just have a little bit of time. And maybe this has a piece to what you're talking about, Sandy. What is in the hesitation? We've also heard about nursing and staffing so much throughout the pandemic. And so I'd like to, you know, that's where we have brought back Arapaho Community College to help. Fortunately, right now we've done really, really well on staffing. Um, and we only have one open shift in Timbers, we've been working really diligently to fill all of our positions, reduce the use of agency, and have staff that know our residents and to provide the best high-quality Well, we have opened up another world here. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Rachel, thank you for being here with us and enlightening us. Uh, I love listening to you. You have a wonderful smile and a sparkle that I think the patients will just enjoy seeing your face coming into the room. Yes, please come see me. And if you have any questions about what a stay would be like in Timbers, please come see me. Karen's available for tours, and we'd, we'd love to answer any questions that you have. And there we are. That's Wanderings for Today. So long. <laughs>